0: Uh, so, are you sensing a realignment? It's been coming for some time. This is a populist realignment, and I, I pray to the Lord. It is a godly and constitutional populist realignment, but we're headed that way. I thought maybe I was alone in seeing this, and then I'm watching what Newt Gingrich is saying. Newt Gingrich is setting up a PAC, and, and look, Newt takes a lot of money out of D.C., but he also understands politics pretty keenly. He sees a realignment with Democrats, Republicans, and Libertarians becoming a uniparty. I'm looking at Pennsylvania. I'm looking at, and I'm begging someone to explain to me how President Trump has endorsed Mehmet Oz. I'm reading a CEO of a social media company, Gab, and his take on Pennsylvania, and then, I'm going to talk to a friend of mine. You're going to hear a conversation between a friend of mine and I. This guy's put people in the White House, Republicans. He has flipped houses of Congress and states and nationwide. He sees a realignment. Is this the making of a third party, an actual party, maybe a conservative party, maybe a populist party? God willing, a godly version of that. Today is the day the Lord has made and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. So deeply hurtful to think of people who have lost uh, their families, members of, in the shooting in Buffalo. And it's quite possible to have prayers for them and for those prayers to be sincere. um, When the body of... A a, a portion of the body of Christ hurts. We are to all hurt. And it's possible to have those feelings and those prayers and also to just be sick at how the Mockingbird media is playing this because it is sick. A white gunman with white skin White skin covered by camouflage fatigues, covering his white skin. 10 people dead, the gunman white. So white, he was almost translucent, but not quite, because he was white, white, white. Yeah, we'll get to the dead people later, because right now we've got something more important to talk about, that is that the gunman was white. White. What was his state of mind and his mental health, state of mental health? We don't care. That will come out in days to come. What matters is his skin complexion. This happened even on a, a news network, radio news network, which is supposed to be a conservative and Christian news network. The Gunman White. Does that make the people more or less dead? And we know for a fact that this is part of the division play. Because we could spend a lot of time talking about the race of shooters, but it only happens when they're white. And in the case where someone's Hispanic, the New York Times says they're an Hispanic white or a white Hispanic And now, in fact, they've invented the phrase culturally white. So anybody who does violence is culturally white. These are the tools of division. It's the tools of the enemy. He is the first politician, the first one to use the, the politician of division. And it leads into a discussion about a split we're seeing. There are those in the conservative movement who will call this out. There are those in the liberal movements who are sick of the race card. There are people in the libertarian societies who are sick of the race card. There is an alignment coming, and I absolutely believe there's a split now in the Republican Party, which is perhaps more serious than we think. I'm getting email after email from people saying, President Trump sees something in Mehmet Oz, you don't, so shut up. To people saying, I am baffled that President Trump has endorsed Mehmet Oz. To people saying, Trump lost me. So I'm getting the range because of Mehmet Oz. I want Ron DeSantis now. That's, I'm getting emails that say that. People have flipped from Trump to DeSantis because of Mehmet Oz, the endorsement of this guy. And look, I consider Mehmet Oz a clown. And a dangerous clown. I, I don't understand the president's d- decision to endorse this guy. And this is just politics. Coming this Friday, my friend, uh, Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer, Bulwark Capital Management, is going to join us for our event, 6.30 p.m. Um, in, at uh, Cedar Park Church in Bothell, Washington. We're going to talk about the big picture. Will God rescue America? But maybe this is part of the rescuing. Maybe this split, this realignment is part of that. For the third weekend in a row, I've heard about people going to church who are non-believers. For the third weekend in a row, people have told me, you're not going to believe this. We had people show up at our church. They've never been to church and they came in because they know something's up. They know that something spiritual is going on in the world and they're, they're, they're just begging us to help them understand it. So there's a realignment there. There's the the panic of the mockingbirds talking about how homeschooling. MSNBC has another article about homeschooling is the heart of racism and white privilege. Homeschooling. Because, you know, black people can't go around homeschooling. And if they do, they're white adjacents or they're white allies or they're culturally white. See, part of the Republican Party is absolutely done giving any credence, any respect, any attention, any seriousness to the race card. We are absolutely finished with it. There are plenty of black people who are saying, can we stop talking about white people and start talking about the price of gas and the fact that the financial system is rigged? And the fact that y'all want to teach our kids to be perverts and to be self-hating, self-loathing psychotopic, drug-addicted, perverted anger bots. Plenty of black people saying that. And the party continues to turn up the measures against us on that. But the the dividing line that I'm seeing is among a number of issues, a number of regions. One of the most serious has a vote coming up. Between the 22nd and the uh, the, 22nd and the 27th of this month, those of us who understand how corrupt the effort to globalize our, our country, to roll it up into a global bosshood, those of us who understand this know there's an event coming up. Dr. Peter Bregan, who's been a guest twice in this show, he is, un, to me, an unmistakable hero. He and his wife, Ginger, run a site called American Out Loud, America Out Loud. And they are the ones who six weeks ago warned us about a vote coming up that would make the United States the subjects of the World Health Organization. It would be illegal for for our doctors, our so-called public health officials, and instantly there's no such thing as public health. I'll talk about that later in the week. There is an effort to roll us under the World Health Organization in in an absolute betrayal of what it is to be American. It would be functionally illegal for us, for our doctors to contradict the World Health Organization. There is a link to this in the show notes. I encourage you to read the link. And it 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 remains to be seen as to whether or not the Senate actually has to approve this. This is structured in a way that some people say now that they don't, the Senate doesn't have to approve this. There are members of Congress who see this. Thomas Massey sees this. Thomas Massey points out, and he gets it. I am thrilled with Thomas Massey. Thomas Massey points out that a, a, um, a treaty cannot override the Constitution of the United States. One cannot construe the Constitution of the United States to allow a world government to take over our system of governance. You can't you can't construe it that way. And the fact that this is being done through so-called health care is indicative of everything we need. We've already seen over the past two years. And we're gonna to continue to see. So this is a major split in the party in and of itself. Thomas Massey will call this out. Will will Rand Paul even call this out? We're not going, I am not going to give up any leadership to the World Health Organization. I don't care what the World Health Organization says because they are hopelessly corrupt. They're bought off. This is a body that tried to pretend that people do not have immune systems. This is a body that tried to pretend. That there's never been any way that you overcome a disease unless it has to do with big pharma. This is a corrupt body. Where are Republicans and Democrats on this? The uniparty, as some people call it, I simply call it the party, can't be bothered to talk about this. Why would they? This leads into Mehmet Oz. Mehmet Oz is a (laughs) World Economic Forum guy. Mehmet Oz is a dual citizen with Turkey. Mehmet Oz is a TV doctor whose career he owes to Oprah Winfrey. Mehmet Oz is a guy with zero conservative cred. Mehmet Oz is a guy who couldn't be bothered to vote in elections here. He recently voted in a Turkish election. There are those of us who are absolutely done with paper-thin pretenses of activist or of political thinker or of warrior for our side. Mehmet Oz says... He's going to save souls.
1: This man saved my life, so I owe
0: oh, him I'll fight for the people who are fighting to protect us. Thank you. Seven, I'm, I'm pro-life, and I believe life starts at conception. I know how much joy you bring to your family.
1: He loves America, because you cannot be free if you're not brave.
0: When you save the soul of Pennsylvania, you save the soul of America. I love talking to people, but I really love listening. Big of you, I'll get a <laughs> I'm Dr. Mehmet Oz, and I approve this message. Mehmet Oz, as we have shown you on this program, is in favor of injecting kids with wrong sex hormones. Mehmet Oz, as we have shown you on this program, is in favor of surgery for kids who are confused about their gender or who are deciding to, uh, or or being caused to, to reject their gender their God-given biological sex. Mehmet Oz was a fan of the lockdowns. Mehmet Oz was a fan of what China did and does. Mehmet Oz was a fan of what Australia did and does. Mehmet Oz, as I understand it, contended that masks work. Mehmet Oz past was, was a fan of the injections. On the other side of this is a woman... And I don't begin to speak for someone as accomplished and with as large an audience as Sean Hannity has achieved through unbelievably hard work. Sean is, and I I know this, one step removed. I know that Sean is one of the nicest people in the talk radio business. Genuinely, genuine, huge heart. I know people who work from Sean, who've received philanthropy from Sean. I was once trapped in New York City. Uh, because of weather, serious problems with weather, wasn't able to get back to do my radio show. And we were trying to find a studio to do it in because I couldn't use Russia's studio because Russia's studio was going to be taken up. And Sean said, hey, 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 if you guys can't find a place, just just let Todd use my studio. He's a friend of Russia's, That means he's a friend of mine. But Sean Hannity is all over the competition to Memet Oz. This is a serious divorce. Pennsylvania is a key state. And Hannity had been a big fan of Kathy Barnett. There's lots of video of Hannity singing the praises of Kathy Barnett. And this is where it gets really interesting. President Trump endorsed Doug Mastriano to be governor of Pennsylvania. Doug Mastriano is no fan of the election process he believes that the, the elections were rigged. Mastriano said as much, so it makes sense that the president would endorse him. Mastriano is not endorsing Mehmet Oz. He's endorsing Kathy Barnett.
1: Uh, we first met Kathy Barnett about four years ago, and then uh, and I invited her to Harrisburg to be the keynote speaker at the introduction of my heartbeat legislation. That legislation is designed to save baby lives. If you hear a heartbeat, no abortion.
0: I had nothing to do with the conditions that brought me into
1: existence. And uh, Kathy's uh, story was intriguing because we had no idea when we invited her to speak that her tale actually is <laughs> very related to pro-life movement. And yet there I was being wonderfully and fearfully woven together in my mother's womb. We just knew her as a Fox News commentator and award-winning author. and. You know somebody who really stands for conservative values and then she shared her heart of how she was conceived in rape when her mom was 11 years old
0: i was a human i was a person i was
1: not some inanimate object and then the family got together and said why should we punish this little one for some bad things that happened and so they raised a strong person is going to be the next senator of pennsylvania we
0: are literally standing on pure gold uh, in pennsylvania and the fact that this administration has created a hostile
1: environment for us to be able to drill and to invest instead now we're on our hands and knees you shouldn't play around like these slippery politicians energy allows us to remain
0: sovereign and it allows us to put a check on bullies i mean i've
1: watched Kathy, over the past several years, stands for and champion conservative values. So that's why I'm endorsing Kathy Barnett for Senate. She's a fighter, she's tough, she's a veteran. She loves this country here and she won't be bought off or sold like so many of the folks in DCR.
0: The CEO of Gab is a guy I don't know. I've read some of his writings. They're very, very interesting. He is a big fan of the Parallel Society. The party wants me to believe that he's anti-Semitic and that he helped cause January 6th, which means me, leads me to believe he is not anti-Semitic and had nothing to do with January 6th. I'm of the mind that what the party tells us do the opposite. This is why I am so very concerned about the president endorsing Mehmet Oz. The party has erased Kathy Barnett's Wikipedia page. The party is attacking her. Why is the president on the side of the party in this instance? And it's just one instance. It's not a pattern with the president, but it's a very striking exception to what is otherwise. President Trump is a solid populist. I want him to be a constitutional populist. I want to believe that he is a Christian populist. I've heard him say he's a Christian. I have no reason to doubt that. Everybody matures at a different rate. What I would hope to see in the president would be some humility to admit that he got rolled on these injections because they conned him using his compassion. The president firmly believed 30% of Americans were going to die because that's what he was told. So he did what he felt had to be done. And now we see the after effects. This is what the CEO of Gab wrote, a guy I don't know. About a year ago, I met Kathy Barnett. A homeschooling Christian mom and veteran had a big vision for the state of Pennsylvania. Kathy was relatively unknown at the time, but I knew there was something special about her when I learned that Kathy filed a federal lawsuit related to mail-in ballot issues before the chaos of the 2020 election even happened. Kathy's also a Gab user and even wrote a guest post for our our blog last year. Kathy's testimony is incredibly powerful. She's the byproduct of a rape, he puts in quotes, those are her words, and celebrates her life all as having value. Her campaign ad about her this story is the most powerful campaign I'd have seen in politics while simultaneously being the most powerful pro-life ad I've seen in my life. I went to lunch with Kathy and her family last year and learned right away she is both a fighter and an outsider. She fully understands how the game is played in politics, and she refuses to, quote, play by the rules of the establishment. She can't and won't be controlled by the system. She's a woman who answers only to God Almighty. Ultimately, she's a mom fighting for the future of her children. When a mama bear is on a mission to protect her cubs, get out of the way and fast. She's a force to be reckoned with, and the attacks coming from the establishment Republicans and the supposed mega elite is the best reason to be voting for her. Their panic at her surge to leading the race should be the only reason you need to support her. They know she can't be controlled, and support of the people behind her is organic and authentic. Oh, incidentally, did I mention that Kathy is black because all things are race-based? And that's a heck of a thing for a white supremacist. We're told that the Gab CEO is a white supremacist by the party. Heck of a thing for white supremacists to endorse a black candidate to be Senator of his state, one of the senators. We're seeing a political realignment. We're watching a societal realignment. Is it also religious realignment? Oh, if someone asked me yesterday at, (laughs) let's see, where were we? No, it wasn't. It was, it was, um, it was Saturday night. We went out with friends and one of my dear friends said, how much caffeine have you had today? She's, she's convinced that caffeine, caffeine is somehow unhealthy for me. So I went through the litany of caffeine I've had, but she should have asked a different question. Which caffeine do you enjoy the most? Without question, the only caffeine, Caffeinated beverage I drink for quality and taste is Bone Frog Coffee. Everything else is a carriage system for caffeine. Look, I don't need it. It'd be just as fast, probably be cheaper for me to just suck down a bunch of five-minute energies. I call them five-minute because I'm attuned to caffeine, as you can tell. But Bone Frog Coffee is a pleasure to drink. And every time I drink it, I'm reminded of God, country, team, Every time I'm drink it, I'm reminded that I believe I met the CEO of Bone Frog Coffee, Tim Cruikshank, a 25-year Navy veteran, a Navy SEAL. I believe I met him in a godly way. It was happenstantial, but a very godly way. One friend in a coffee shop with another friend, and they didn't know that they knew me uncommon. And it led this introduction. I also know what Tim has gone through to keep this company going. And one day he'll tell that tale. It is a, a testimony to faith and I know the quality of the product. And I believe this is also a God thing, that Dave Stewart, one of the pioneers of the Seattle coffee, not movement, but industry, the guy who created the best coffees, does a lot of the roast for Bonefrog, and in fact, mentors, Tim, and the Bonefrog team. Bonefrog has given this audience something no other group of people gets anywhere. It is exclusive to the show. It is a 5% lifetime discount on the subscription plans for bone frog coffee you just but you got to go to the white website please don't google it the website to use is bonefrog.us that's bonefrog.us coming up tomorrow by the way or no coming up later the second hour today i talked with a friend of mine named gentry collins he's going to take on the united states chamber of commerce He's calling them out as um, as beltway animals, swamp animals. He's calling out the corruption. He's going to take his skills as a national political director. And he is one of the very best. He's going to take his skills and create a power lobby for the people. I asked him about the number of people in D.C. who are evil and and, or corrupt or people who are good people or or what's the mix. And and, and Gentry said this.
1: I also think that there there are plenty of them that are of the Solomon's, right? And and, Mm -hmm. as I'm sure some of your listeners know, they all know, um, you know, writes a book about essentially how to deceive people into doing something that you want them to do, but they otherwise wouldn't have done themselves.
0: Great segue, Gentry. A group of people who will deceive you into doing something you wouldn't have otherwise done. This is the rest of the realignment. We understand Ukraine. We understand all of a sudden people have Ukrainian flags on their social media profiles. We understand that people wouldn't have normally done that. They've done it because they've been conned into doing it. Now, this is not a statement about an isolationist wing. It's not the statement about Republicans and former Democrats and libertarians coming together to say, we're not going to do anything in the world and and, and we're not going to project American power. No, it's a group of realists who say we don't have the money for this. We are undergoing what I believe to be a controlled demolition of our economy globally globally. They know they can't get out from under what they have done in raiding treasuries and in inventing digits. They can't. It's mathematically impossible. So they're, they're trying this restructure after restructure after restructure under crisis, under crisis, under crisis. Look at the money in Ukraine. And this is what people are saying. The 57 Republicans who said no to this or politicians who said no to this. This is from revolver.news. Talking about this money, quietly, thoughtlessly, ominously, America is sleepwalking towards a nuclear war. Two weeks ago, the Biden administration asked Congress for $33 billion to support Ukraine in its fight against Russia. But in a divided Washington, the Uniparty was united in agreement that $33 billion is not enough. On Monday, Republicans and Democrats in Congress stuck a deal to send $40 billion in aid to Ukraine. They revealed the bill on Tuesday, voted on it within hours. We talked about this. I'm going to talk about this later. I'm going to talk about the fact that we've been right all along, that it's a party, a single party, that we've been calling the party now for almost three years. The bill raced through the House in the dark of the night with unanimous Democratic support. Of course, the phony left populist pro Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her squad were on board. Republican support was overwhelming, but for a few members who bravely stood against the tide, they were strong. They were fifty-seven strong. Matt Gates led the charge. Marjorie Taylor Greene was right alongside him. On the other side, Nancy Pelosi wants to take a food out of her neighbor's mouth to buy weapons of war from uh, for oh, from Ukraine. I think they mean for forget the babies who can't get baby formula thanks to the federal government's shenanigans, and again. It's not the federal government's job necessarily to provide, this is me, baby formula, but it was not their job to not see the supply chain crisis coming when all of us on this air saw it coming. Or was that a conspiracy theory? Tuesday, I'm going to go through and apologize for all my sharing of conspiracy theories. An entire show of me apologizing for causing harm by sharing conspiracy theories. Back to the revolver piece. Should we let these families eat javelin missiles? We certainly don't recall reading that one in the Bible. For now, the aid package can be held up thanks to a gutsy objection from Senator Rand Paul. Still, one senator can't block it forever. Adding in the several billions already sent to Ukraine, America's poised to spend $43 billion on this conflict in just seven months. We're not even sending Ukraine weapons. The U.S. Congress has volunteered our tax money to pay the salaries of Ukrainian officials as if they were long distance contractors of the federal government in a way that's exactly what they are. He who pays the piper calls the tune, by the way, departing from the revolver piece. Please recall when this began, we shared with you audio proving the United States performed a coup in Ukraine. None of this, incidentally, since I just criticized President Trump for endorsing this nightmare, Mehmet Oz. None of this would have happened under President Trump. That Russia would have never made this move under Trump. Because President Trump was the most unpredictable president in foreign policy we've ever had. Because he tries to put America first, which is again why I'm confused about Mehmet Oz. Back to Revolver. Huge numbers are always getting thrown around in Washington, D.C. Guys, here's the actual money shot. The forty-three billion is roughly three times the final cost of President Trump's unfinished border wall with Mexico. In this US, if this US aid were a national military budget, it would be the tenth largest military budget in the world, just ahead of South Korea and well above of other countries like Italy, Australia, and Iran. Even if one excludes the non-military portion of the package, it exceeds the defense budget of Israel. Speaking of Israel, the six-month aid package exceeds all U.S. aid to Israel over the past decade. $43 billion is more than the cost of any of the first eight years of the war in Afghanistan. $43 billion handily exceeds the current budget of the Department of Justice, which has some 113,000 employees. It's almost double the budget of NASA. You think of these numbers. You think of how quickly this moved. You think of Mitch McConnell and Johnny Cornyn slipping off over to to Ukraine to pose for photos with the angel who floats above the water, Zelensky. And that's everything you need to know about the Uniparty. They can't agree on a wall. They can't agree on voter ID. They can't agree on domestic oil or energy production. They can't agree that our debt is structurally impossible to overcome. They can't get honest and admit that the financial system is cooked and rigged. They can't agree that China doesn't mean us well. They can't agree on any of this. They can't agree on a mental health crisis. They can't agree that the WHO is corrupt. They can't agree that the CDC is corrupt. But in 15 minutes or so, the figurehead calls Mitch McConnell back and tells Mitch what Mitch wants to hear. We can spend more money that we don't have, that we haven't had for decades or maybe half a century. The political realignment. I am not anti-war because sometimes war is the answer. I'm certainly not anti-troops ever. But people who have been anti-war are also noticing something else. People of the left. I had a conversation with a family member. Later this week, I'm going to share with you something inspired by this conversation. In fact, Friday, the morning of our event, I'm going to share with you the closest thing you'll ever hear from me in way of a sermon because I am not qualified to deliver a sermon. You're going to hear me talk about blessed are the peacemakers. You're going to hear me talk about this conversation I had with a deeply, deeply loved loved one, very close relative about abortion. I didn't change my mind. That's life didn't change my mind about the evil taking of an innocent life. But it alerted me to some things that we are not even getting close to a Christly communication about this. We can, and if we do, I think we can win that battle. I think we can get people to realize their side has become insane and bloodthirsty, not, not reluctant to use that so-called procedure. But it was something else in that conversation. It was something else that gave me great, great hope that this political realignment might well be for real it might well be an opportunity to have our own uniparty a uniparty of the people and that may be the only real solution so i just mentioned the uh the dinner we had this weekend uh, a friend of mine now uh, this is I, I i think this is an important thing for people to understand the, the array of partners we have on this program are, are people with, with whom I do business. And I pay for the products I buy from them and the services I purchase. Now, I do get paid. The program gets paid for me to introduce you to them. But I have skin in the game with everybody here. Likewise, this. When we were at this dinner for a friend of ours on Saturday night, my friend Tom said to me, hey, you know what? I have a conversation coming up with Zach Abraham at Bulwark Capital Management. Now, I didn't turn to him and go, hey, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. That's, that's just a podcast thing. What are you doing? I said, that's awesome. You'll love Zach. In fact, what I know is that my friend Tom would actually love my friend Zach. I think you would love Zach Abraham. People are going to meet him coming up Friday at our event, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Um, I don't know if there's tickets available. As I'm recording this, I have no idea. I know we were near a sellout. You can check it, thetoddhermershow.com slash events. The reason that I think that Thomas would so much love Zach is because what we're talking about here, the rigging of the financial system, the invention of digits, the, the payoffs to the National Institute of Health from Big Pharma for a decade On his radio program and in his practice. I should say that in reverse, his practice and his radio program because the radio program is more recent at KnowYourRiskRadio.com. Zach has been talking about these dynamics. He's been talking about how this changes the way one invests if one is wise. For instance, because Zach's firm, Bulwark Capital Management, is focused on risk management, that's why for a decade... They've been talking about the old 60-40 stock bond mix. It doesn't work anymore in this inflationary environment, particularly in this controlled demolition of our economy. It simply doesn't yield what it used to wield. It can't. So be like my friend Tom and so many other of listeners to this podcast, the podcast family. Call Zach Abraham at know Your Risk Radio, or go to KnowYourRiskRadio.com. Call him at Bulwark Capital Management, 866- 779 risk. That's eight six six seven seven nine risk. Or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement, or capital management and investment advisor representative, Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. This discussion with my, relo- my relative came to the talk about corruption. It came to the discussion of how corrupt things are. She is a medical professional. She volunteers to help women who've been raped. She is often the first on the scene, first before the cops sometimes. She stands with them through the medical procedures and and through the fear. She's an advocate for them. She is a very, very good woman. In this discussion where we differed on abortion, where we differed on gun control. We are completely aligned on some things. The National Institute of Health is a stink pot of lies. You cannot have an organization that is that powerful with the government getting $360 million in secret monies from the pharmaceutical industry and expect them to be honest. It is impossible. We're aligned on this. Are you? To pay off scientists with participation in intellectual property performance, that is patents, in the government where they influence whether something gets used. Like uh, Remdesivir. Remdemsevir, I always say it wrong and people get mad at me and I apologize Just some words I can't say. Remdesivir. remdemsevir, rum death is near. That drug is poison to so many people and yet it was shoved down on people by a little tiny psychopath who is absolutely financially conflicted. It is as clear as the air coming out of my hole as I'm speaking. (sighs) Ha! God, it doesn't smell like Fauci's exhale. Smell like sulfur. We agreed on this. When I shared with her the fact that 40% of the budget of the FDA comes from pharma, she was stunned and saddened. She's someone who's worked in emergency rooms on gunshot wounds. She's worked around ca- uh, cancer patients, people who are going to die. She's been in the room. When they're trying to save lives and she's been in the room where people are exiting this earth. She's the sort of healthcare professional we would want. And we agreed on the CDC. And we agreed on the corruption. And what must be done. We talk through what lobbying has become. We talk through putting cameras in all the congressional offices, all the Senate offices. We talk through single party or single line legislation, single topic. One bill at a time. I don't give, I don't, I don't give a rip how long it takes. I don't care how long it takes. You want your omnibus bills? Then sit there and debate every line. We talked about regulation and how you can stop the inflow of corruption into the regulation field, such as make the slightest corruption a felony, put people in prison for life. Open up any and all emails. As I've said a thousand times, our emails should be in the cloud between our regulators and pharma. Those are our emails. We should be able to look at them whenever we want. This close relative of mine agreed with this, all of these things. On the topic of the media. She's had to stop watching it. Because she's quite aware of the fact that it is aiming to divide. Now, she still has different views than I. On some material things like, as I said, abortion. And like, as I said, gun control. Now, those things can be debated. But they cannot. we cannot overcome the corruption until we recognize the purpose of these dynamics in our hearts, which is to divide. I'll say again, when Satan went to Eve, if what if Adam had come back and said, I'm not eating from that plant. God said not to eat from that plant. What are you doing? You already ate from it? I'm telling God. You know, Satan would have been right over to Eve going, look, I told you that guy's no good. You could do so much better. Eve, look at him. He's he's got girl arms. I'm going to get you a guy with some beefy biceps and some pecs. And when Adam went along with it, you don't think Satan was in Adam's ear going, she did this to you. I mean, all this is her fault. You got this one son that killed the other. That's all Eve. You had nothing to do with this. It is his division. Where's the Republican Party? Where? They're afraid. I know this because shiny shoes have told me. Our medical field is so utterly completely corrupt id see it didn't become organically corrupt it's corrupted it's been corrupted listen to this young man with pink hair i point out the pink hair because i want you to have a visual he describes himself as a queer surgeon this guy It's to do these procedures and almost no one in the Republican Party has any serious say about it. Yes, I know the procedure has been banned in some states and thank God so. Yes, I know about Ron DeSantis, which brings me right back to my concern about Mehmet Oz. You cannot be a godly man and say slice up the body of a kid who's confused about their biological sex because they're not really man or woman. You can't do it. I don't believe you can be trusted to lead the Senate or lead, you know, be a Senator from a state with that judgment, not to, not to mention all the other things, but listen to this guy. And I'll I will probably fact check him as it rolls.
1: So I'm here to clarify and speak some truth about what's happening with gender affirming care in adolescence. Okay.
0: Let's stop there. There's no such thing as gender affirming care. You, there's nothing you can do to affirm your gender in terms of surgery or hormones. You are man or woman. If you were born intersex, that is that you have the both genitalia, God help you make a decision. I don't know what to do. I can't imagine, I am not wise enough. God knows what to do.
1: That would be between you and he. So I'm here to clarify and speak some truth about what's happening with gender affirming care in adolescence. Okay, let me just stop word again. What's happening, it's not happening, it's what's being done. He's one of the people doing it. So I'm here to clarify and speak some truth about what's happening with gender affirming care in adolescence. Um, Most of the bills that are going through right now aim to limit this care for people under the age of 18. And there's this false narrative that a lot of teenagers are having gender affirming surgery. Most of the teenagers that are having surgery are getting chest surgery. Okay. And they're getting chest surgery. And
0: what he means is they're getting double mastectomies. And I'm sorry for his up-talking. There's nothing I can do about it. He calls himself a queer surgeon. And apparently his up-talking is, I guess, part of that. I don't know. Chest surgeries are not unserious things. They're double mastectomies. They are the slicing apart and destruction and then burning of perfectly working organs of the body. They're not sad sacks, as as gender jackers call them. They're breasts, they're mammaries. It's not just that you take away these young women's or girls' ability to breastfeed their children. It leads to increases in cancers and all sorts of harm that he calls gender affirming and my close relative agrees. This is
1: insane. And most of that is happening before 18 because these individuals didn't have access to early enough medical treatment. Okay,
0: same sort of
1: cat who said
0: hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin will kill you wants early treatment. What is early treatment when little kid says, when a little boy says, I'm a girl? Early treatment is talking to the boy because it's not true. It's the same early treatment you would give a little boy if he said, I'm a dog. You would talk to him. No, you're not a dog. But that's not what he wants. He doesn't want treatment. He wants affirmation. Yes, yes, yes. You're in the wrong body.
1: So using surgery as sort of this false narrative to attack gender-affirming care as a whole is not correct. No, we're not using surgery.
0: What we're saying is you're not in the wrong body. What we're saying is there's no surgical approach to this. What we're saying is if you're an adult and you want to have your breast sliced off, be our guest.
1: But if you're a kid, no. The truth is that by limiting access to medical care with some of these bills, you're actually going to cause more people to need gender affirming surgical care in the- Access to medical care early,
0: like puberty blockers? Where is the Republican party on this? There are liberals waking up to this. Bill Maher is waking up to this. My relative is waking up to this. You have TV people finally waking up to this. You had this weekend on one of the morning shows, one of their doctors said no to the boosters because the corruption. There is a medical corruption, and institutional corruption that's just leading to a, a realignment. Uh, also this weekend... Man, it was a busy weekend. (laughs) By the way, you should know that I don't walk around talking about partners at the program. I, I don't do that. It just happens that sometimes I get asked about these things. And again, I got asked about these things. So I was talking with someone about weight loss and it happened to be, and I know this is ironic, Now about dropping unwanted fat, I know that some people will view this as ironic, is I was having my ritual where I go down and I eat pizza. We went way down, way, way down to this place called Hauser. I had the herminator at this place called Embers. It's on a lake down there. If you ever go there, ask for the herminator. I'm truly curious to see if people are going to go eat the pizza and tell me what they think of it. Yes, it's named after me. So someone asked me in a side conversation because they figured out, oh, wait, you're the guy that does the podcast. Hey, I saw you eating pizza. Does that mean that you're not using soda weight loss? And I said, well, number one, my wife is the person right now who's participating with soda weight loss and she loves it. She's dropped unwanted fat from her body. She's going on nine successful weeks. No real, no, actually no hunger, none. Soda weight loss gets it. State of the art stands for That is the state of the art part of the state of the art in dropping unwanted fat from your body is not getting extra hungry because when you're incurring extra hunger, that's going to stop your body from releasing the fat cells. It won't do it. It'll lock them down. So I said, so number one, it's my wife who's doing that. Number two, no, as a matter of fact, one of the great things about having dropped unwanted fat from my body with help, like you get that soda weight loss, nutritional help, cooking classes, meditation they have christian meditation audio you can listen to please 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 i thought that was gobbledygook until i did it and all of a sudden i i wanted to drink water all the time and then i went back and said after i'd lost 95 pounds very very quickly i went back and said what was in those tapes that the audio was listening to oh it was telling you to drink water oh <gasps> it worked wow back masking works I don't, th- I don't know if either either backmasking, but yes, th- I am still with Soda Weight Loss. Yes, I still stand with them. In fact, ever more so because I'm getting emails from people talking about how well it's worked for them. It's not just my wife's story anymore. It's SodaWeightLoss.com. S-O-T-A WeightLoss.com. I think the guy was kind of trying to be the smart aleck, by the way. Didn't work. Didn't work, man. I conquered the smart aleck in talking about this realignment i thought it was just me i thought it was the only one who saw these things adding up and then i listened to this i listened to a retired secret service agent on fox and he's talking about this weekend's you know protests around the supreme court and and how seriously They're taking the security measures and the fences around the Supreme Court building. Well, I think it's concerning for a a couple of reasons. One is that even if you have some kind of low level uh, barrier there, even bike rack, it sends a message to people saying that you're not allowed in this area, it is cordoned off. And the other thing that it does is if people would choose to climb over that barrier or try to get by it, that gives you the ability to say, hey, this person made the choice to enter a cordoned off area. Now we have the ability to charge them or, uh, or escort them out. Whereas if it's just a wide open area and there's nothing telling people they can't come in, oh. uh, it's going to invite problems. That's such a great point. This is a great point. This is the realignment. My dear relative believes people should have access to abortions. Women should. I believe that abortion is the taking of an unborn, innocent life. I want Roe versus Wade done away with and it will go to the States. I also on Friday will explain what I learned from my loved one that we must do a far better job of communicating if we want any traction on this and if we want to act in a Christly way because I think we do. I know I want to act in a Christly way. My loved one isn't going to go burn any buildings down. The people screaming, I killed my baby, I killed my baby, sicken her. The people threatening Supreme Court justices sicken her. Just as for me, any form of unprovoked political violence makes me sick. Yes, seeing cops beaten by anyone on the right makes me sick. I'm not going to go scream bloody murder in someone's face. I'm not going to go break things. Just war aside, we're not there yet. The alignment and realignment that can occur, the uniparty cannot happen... Until we exit our bubbles. Until we talk again. What was most fundamental in my conversation with my loved one was how nervous I was to talk politics with her. Though we can talk about anything else. To talk politics. That's. A tragedy. We cannot turn the corner on the party until we turn the corner on talking to one another. And that's a conundrum, isn't it? Here's my plan. To build on that area of corruption on which we agree. To look strongly into what Newt Gingrich is doing. Can he, in fact, align us against the party? I want to be clear. Newt has scraped a whole bunch of money out of D.C. A whole bunch of Newt is in it for Newt. I'm not convinced that Newt is any sort of great man. Used to be convinced of that, but he's a great political thinker. And he's proven that time and again. So what if we can just take the little pieces of corruption, the pieces in which we agree, what if that's the piece we focus on? What if we focus on communicating it in a Christly way? That is from a perspective of victory, knowing we already won. Knowing we're trying to rescue others, their souls. And knowing that Jesus would do it 99 out of 100 times in a loving tone. It's so hard. We're going to experiment with this. I am so excited to see you in uh, coming up in Bothell Friday at Cedar Park Church for our event on Will God Rescue America? Oh, oh, wait, 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 speaking of that. Wait, wait, speaking of that. There's people, this is, okay, I know this guy, he's a close friend of mine, but is he really standing in line for our events?
1: Cyrus prone. I'm here at Cedar Park Church. I know I'm a week early, but I can't, I can't stand the excitement. I had to come and I'm going to camp out until
0: Todd Herman and conservative ladies um, event next Friday night, you know, there's some really dark forces, uh, in our society today that are tearing our families apart, and wreaking havoc on, um, America and we got to solve these problems and I'm looking forward to hearing how we're going to take care of that on Friday. So, um, God bless, be well. Thank you very much. And, um, please, if you haven't already, get a ticket and check out the program on Friday night. It's really there. I love it. Thank you, Sai. Can't wait to see you guys face-to-face. This is the Todd Herman Show. We so appreciate your support. If you can't beat this event, we're going to do others. Next up, California. Now, please, go be well, be strong, be kind, and yes, yes, yes. Take that one little bit of agreement with your family. Put on Christ, the armor of light. And let's talk from a perspective of victory in Christ Jesus.